Hello. Welcome. This is episode one, hopefully of more than just one episode, of our podcast called Don't Forget to Save. I am your one of your hosts, Ben, and our other host is right behind me, and I can't look at him right now because the mic's not working. Um, yeah, don't look at me. Um, <laughs> and my name is Alex. Uh, we are both a couple from South Australia, and um, we love games. Yeah, apparently we like games. Yeah. Apparently we like games. <laughs> we'll find out as this podcast keeps going on and we'll see how much we like games. <sighs> so, Alex, why did we want to start the podcast? Tell, run us through it. Well, I mean, we do this all the time. Like, we literally sit around talking about games and we do it with friends. We do it with uh, even co-workers that don't want to hear about it. Um, so, um, uh, they just look at us like, you know, like, what are you talking about? So, we just, like, we just thought, why not annoy everybody else and record this? And it just, it felt really natural. And we um, we talk about games in a constructive way, which I think has um really changed recently i think the gaming industry especially has become so um it's just become so divisive on certain things and what people expect and we just look try to look in a more positive way about um what we love because let's be honest game is something that we enjoy in our spare time favorite games alex what is your favorite game my favorite game of all time is Persona 5, um, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah, so many to pick from. Um, yeah, it definitely is Persona, but I think the whole Persona franchise, um, which is really just happened in the last couple of years, I think, more than anything. But, um, but then, you know, we both like Final Fantasy as well, which is like one of our um, favourite things, uh, favourite franchises, really, of all time. Um, For me, Final Fantasy takes the cake. For all of the JRPGs I ever would play, I would always refer people to Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy X is the one that I would uh, recommend to everyone. X2 is my favourite, of course. I love a game moment where I'm basically being Charlie's Angels and Sailor Moon, transforming into different costumes and in battle. <laughs> That's my favourite thing to do. Um, but I think my Final Fantasy love started when I was a young kid, playing Final Fantasy VIII with my older brother brought it home on his ps1 and then from then onwards it was just every single one i needed to get me grubby little mitts on and i did and i loved them all um any other games you would say are your favorite um there's just so many i mean um the the zelda franchise um really uh, also kind of introduced me to another genre of gaming which i mean i grew up mostly playing uh, fighting games and um, you Mortal know, Kombat. Mortal Kombat, like, yeah, that's what, like, that's what we played all the time, um, and sport games, but I think that was more of a like, reflection of what my parents wanted us to play, not what, um, we kind of, uh, wanted, because I think JRPGs were very expensive when I was growing up as well, so I think the affordability was different to, I, I guess, what we can now as adults, we can sort of go to a store and just pick up whatever we want, because it's just a, a easy access to ourselves, but, um, I think Zelda, when I, when I first picked up Zelda from a, um, from a friend, um, it just really changed my perspective on, um, I think gaming just, just in general, um, and like uh, looking at different genres and, and being like, wow, there's, there's more to, uh, the gaming than just Mortal Kombat. <laughs> more to gaming than Mortal Kombat. Yeah, definitely. Today's topic, 
is autosave mistrust. Autosave friend or foe, Alex. Oh, it's definitely... It? It's, it's a foe. I mean, honestly, like, I, I understand, like, it's helpful and it really has sort of, like, changed... Um, I, I suppose accessibility to like, you know, if a game crashes because, you know, let's be honest, a lot of games that are coming out these days are so... Do you want to list those games? <laughs> no, um, no, I don't want to make people upset. Um, a lot, a lots, of, <laughs> a lots of games are coming out sort of. Um, <laughs> lots of games are coming out sort of unpolished, and you know things crash. And um, I think for me personally, I'm always going to be the kind of person that like literally will go to that menu 150 times. That's probably where all my hours spent go to is going to that menu and saving that game just because I. You know, especially if you're doing something important like Xenoblade. Xenoblade's like such a. Yes, which, which Xenoblade are we talking about? Xenoblade Three. Xenoblade Three. Yes. Yeah. Their autosave was great. Ish. I'll get to my example of why it wasn't, and I never trusted it again from then onwards. But their saving mechanic in general is put me at ease. Yeah. They would say he would the uh, main characters would say something, and I remember I only played as uh, Noah. So he would always say, it's good to it's good to keep a record. And then from then on, I only had to say it once because I know he said that and it was saved. <laughs> but I was very happy with Xenoblade. Very happy with Xenoblade. Yeah. Saving mechanics. We can talk about other things about Xenoblade for later. Um, continue your saying. Uh, well, uh, the, the thing is, I was like Googling as we were talking about like, you know, like sort of how autosave came about. And um, someone was uh, saying that, you know, it came into Kirby's adventure for Ness, but then looking deeper into it, there was games way before then um, that also implemented autosave um, for those sorts of purposes. But I think for me, it's just more for the fact that, you know, sometimes it autosaves in a bit where you've gone past and then if something happens like a crash or you die you are back to that spot but you might have done something in between so i think that's like my issue with it um uh it's probably just showing my age too but i <laughs> but uh, you know um yes. but old man can't handle what yeah no nah, i can't do it um yes that happened to me i can use an example of that like when i was playing when i just started xenoblade 3 chronicles 3 i died in one of the areas and I had to, I couldn't, I had to load back to an area and then it wouldn't work. My autosave was out of sync and I already got progressed further and I wasn't very, uh, let's say, happy with where I was. So I had to just bite the bullet and continue on again. Thankfully, it was only like five minutes in so I could catch up to where I was before the autosave. Uh, but another example of a bad autosave or just even in general saving mechanic, I hated and playing it again, Last of Us 1, Part 1, the saving mechanic in that game frustrated me beyond belief. You would save your game. Yeah. You yeah. Would, you would save your game, but it would be a checkpoint kind of save. <laughs> yeah, which... What was the point? So what was the point of me saving my game? Yeah. I couldn't pick up to where I left off. So it should never have existed in the first place. So I would... One example is I've, I've done all my, like, upgrades. I'd save, and I was like, okay, I'm going to turn off now because I have to do something around the house or whatever. And then I'd load it back up, and nothing that I did had saved. And I'm like, well, that was just fucking pointless. <laughs> and, and, like, and it's supposed to be, like, this thing where they really, like, you know, um, kind of, especially at the beginning, they were like sort of, like, marketing it as, like, such an amazing thing that you didn't have to sort of, you know, uh, waste your um, waste your time with going into menus and, and you know... Your data will be saved. Your data will be there. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not a big fan, but I know a lot of people were probably going to be, like, 
yeah, I love it. It's like the only way I do it, but I really just, uh, yeah, especially like, I know there's some games out there as well who like don't allow manual saves, which just like is literally the biggest anxiety attack for me. Like, d- do not do this to me. One example would be Temtem. Yeah. <laughs> On Switch, I love that. I don't even have to save at all. I can just turn it off. And it yeah. Works well for me because I like just putting my switch in sleep mode and then forgetting about it for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't do that. I make sure once I'm finished, I turn it off. I definitely, yeah. Ben does that all the time, but for me, I like have to do it. Cyber sleep bar, which is at a thousand. Hours, a thousand hours, yeah. But I haven't played that much. I probably played at least thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 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 well, I just, it's just in general, I think like, uh, I think because we grew up in, um, a time where it, it was still sort of like a trial and error kind of thing. I think we were just used to doing it and, you know, like, you know, mem- you know, memory cards, like if you like oh, think about memory cards, memory cards, um, you were saving on something and then you were dragging that thing around. Like it was some sort of precious gem, but, uh, I, uh on that, <laughs> cards, I remember my younger brother, I was playing outside because my family were more basketballs. Straight at all. Um, but <laughs> not that basketball is a straight or gay thing. Um, but I remember I came back inside, my younger brother had deleted all my files except his own. So, you know, me being a petty bitch, I went and deleted his. I got in trouble for it because I should know better as a teenager, apparently. <laughs> but I, that was the only thing about memory cards I hated that you had to have multiple yeah. or you're going to lose your files or you have to delete something. So I loved them because it's basically what switch is now it's a, it's a game yes you can put it in i love cartridge i love yes. i love discs or physical versions which is a topic we'll probably talk about later on. yes definitely but i love to manually save my games i love save points even yes sometimes I, because i love i love to be that person sorry can't do this right now i need to get to the save point so i can't clean the house or anything right now Gotta save, wait until it's done. I'm in a battle, can't do it right now. And you know once our save point is there, you know you're going to a boss. So it's, yes. uh, it's, so a, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's literally a save point. Um, my, one of my favourite save points, like design-wise, would have to be the Shin Megami Tensei Five, where it's a world, it's a, like a menu in itself, but it's also yes. a save point and you can do all sorts of stuff in it. That was really, really ingenious. I haven't finished the game. Nowhere near it. Alex has. Yes. It's second playthrough, but... Just the design of it, it was just perfect. Perfect. So good. Yes, so good. Another thing, another game. I've mentioned Temtem before, but I didn't really like how I didn't have to save anything. Yeah. I could literally just, okay, can I close the game now, down now? Because it was a server-based game. It's an MMORPG Pokemon-like game. Uh, it doesn't do anything like Pokemon at all, except the battle start and the catching mechanic. The uh, design of the hat, the creatures are much to be desired. But I d- I've been enjoying it because I don't have to save. I can just pick it up and just carry on where I left off. Um, that's one example of a good saving mechanic. But that there works. Isn't, there isn't one. That yeah, but that mechanic. yeah, but that works. Like, and it's like Splatoon three as well. We've sort of got the same thing where it just saves wherever you're going. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because I haven't been able to play that because it keeps crashing. keeps crashing. Yeah, um, <laughs> it might be Australian internet. It might not. Uh, yeah, but th- but that's that's good because like if you leave it, it's great. But not every game does that, and that's the problem. I think it's about progression and where you're at. Mm. Splatoon three did it so well because once you finish. 
your whatever you're doing, that's it. Like you just feel like you don't, there's, there's no need for it. It's, it's such a weird thing to say, but like, there's like no need to go into that menu and do that. So I think it's a, it's a game to game kind of basis thing, but I think. Definitely game to game basis. Yeah. There's games that will need a save mechanic and a save point. Like JRPGs, one of our favorite kind of style of games. Yes. If they don't have a save point, I don't want to hear about it. Or even a part where you can save, even you're walking around the map or whatever you want to call the thing. Yeah. Walking around. It needs to have a save mechanic. Yeah. That's manually saved as well as auto save. A hundred percent. Yeah. Persona Five does it perfectly. Oh, it's yeah. I can never. We can never stop gushing about that game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll have to do a whole episode about. It's episode. gonna be every episode. There's gonna be something gonna about be, episode. It's going to be every episode. <laughs> um, I think we can. Uh, Seeing that we're talking about games constantly, let's talk about some games we're currently playing. So, I, depending which console, I was playing Temtem on my five weeks off from work. Yes. Uh, on and off, but recently finished Xenoblade 3, and then I went through the whole depression of, I finished a game, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> then I just really haven't done much gaming, except obviously Temtem, but then I picked up Animal Crossing again. Animal Crossing is like a, it's like a, you know, it just, yeah, it comes and goes, it's cozy, it's cozy, Cozy yeah, um, so, that's the game I'm playing at the moment, trying to finish my island off once and for all, because I'm now, now with the expansion pass, expansion pass, expansion pass, we've got all that extra stuff, and because we did the hack, and I I am pro-hacking in certain games, and that's an episode we're going to talk about, pro-hacks, yes, um, that we've got all that excess money in the bells that I can just buy whatever I want. Yeah. Like a hundred million bells. Do you remember what we did? Like turning those TVs <laughs> around and around yes. and around to get those bells. And then we're running to each other's island, That's dropping all those, that money, and then coming backwards and forwards. Whoever didn't have enough oh, money. You had to have a second character. You so did. Yes. Yeah. Just so I can have all these things. It was so good. Um, now my island's looking great. I've called it Chromatica because of the yep. But <laughs> <laughs> it looks nothing like a Gaga thing. Yeah. Um, so that's the game I'm currently playing. Alex, what game are you playing? You haven't really played um, much. I haven't seen any games you play. <laughs> well, I finished Xenoblade as well, but then I went to a couple of different games. So the two Ninja Turtle games came out recently. So we um Shredder's Revenge and then the Carl Bunga collection came out. But those were sort of like games that you don't really have to uh, play all the time. It's like you come in and go, come and go. And um, you know, so the, the, there's not so much I feel like with JRPGs you have to sit there and you have to play it and I'm not the type of person that could sit there and just play a game and stop I need to finish it especially if it's a good story like Xenoblade was I had to really go through it um and finish it but yeah so Xenoblade really just demanded my attention and then once I finished I did play like I said Ninja Turtles and then I've started playing so I'm sort of halfway through Deerfield Chronicles which is really fantastic the Deerfield Chronicles Yes, yes. Um, Who is that published by? Square Enix. Um, uh, So it's sort of like Fire Emblem, but it's. Uh, yeah, tactical game. Yeah, but it's 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 sort of a little bit different because uh, the way the the characters move on the field is so it's a constant movement as opposed to uh, more of like a chessboard, which I kind of feel like that's what Fire Emblem is. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Sort of like Final Fantasy Twelve was, where you sort of like uh, you were telling your characters, you know how you know how they had the lines, you know, you were sort of telling your characters where to go. They they sort of b- borrowed those lines in 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 this game too. Um, it it sort of unfortunately gotten a really negative um feedback from a lot of people, and 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 I know just looking at sales recently, the sales weren't that great either. But honestly. Yes. Gaming yes. Gaming, I feel is very negative to someone trying to take up the entire market. Yes, uh, but the, the entire like that, that last Nintendo Direct was literally Square Enix. Square Enix, and and that's a problem I think because they've uh, recently also sold the um uh, some of their major IPs to a different company, and then now I think what they're doing is I think they're going back to where they were to begin with where they're concentrating on trying to experiment which which i think is great i think that's what we're missing in the in the gaming industry is a lot of experimentation with games yeah so yeah it's definitely with the experimentation with games i think they're doing a really good job you know i think the other problem is like budget and we talk about this all the time as well when it's just you and me we talk about like there's so many games out there as well and, and square enix did this too i mean like at one point they were on a brink of like pretty much um you know not not existing and they experimented many with something times. many times yes yeah. of course uh, and 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 they decided to experiment with something and and it just really paid off and the thing is i don't understand the negativity of part about it like obviously they're they're, they're, they're going with a the theme the, it's the same font on the front cover with this fantasy looking thing like i yeah. don't mind it like it, the, the world of Bravely Default has kind of opened up this RPG Definitely. for these yeah. RPG field a lot more for them, like traditional RPG, JRPGs, should I say, compared to like where Final Fantasy is now heading towards an action-based style. And I think people tend, should I say the straight community, tend to <laughs> like action-based kind of games more so than, and I don't mind them either, um than they would something where you have to sit down and devote a lot of time. I don't even think that's a straight thing. I think that's no, just no, a people I, thing. It's a preference. I, I yeah. think at the end of the day, like if you're, yeah. it's it's a preference, but we were talking about it before as well, about like, you know, going to the store and picking something up as an adult when you have the, the funds to do. Yeah. So it's, what are you going to pick up? And I think it's also like just to do with like marketing. Like at the end of the day, some people go to a store and they can only pick up one game. And unfortunately, if Square Enix is trying to charge the full price for say something like coming up, upcoming, that's like Harvestella, they're not going to pick that up for full price. They're going to go for something like maybe they haven't picked up Xenoblade because they couldn't afford it at the time. They're going to pick up Xenoblade because that's mm. 150 hours worth of gameplay. Whereas in this, this game that's experimental, that's, you know, they might wait for that to go on sale. So it's also just about like, you know, that's why I hate the projection of sales to begin with, with a game, because I think at the end of the day, some people will pick that game up a bit later or, you know, uh, some people will pick it up once it, bec- what's annoying is people will go and pick it up once it becomes rare or something that's really expensive. Speaking of rare games, that's another topic we're probably talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. Like, sales wise, Yo-Kai Watch 3 and, and yeah. Yo-Kai Watch 2 did dismally. Nothing. In the West. Dismally. But in Japan, it won game of the year. Everyone, naturally went with what they liked. They yeah. Stuck, they stuck with Pokemon, even though Pokemon at that, that time was pretty much a shitter version of Yo-Kai Watch. And that's controversial. You can call me out for it. But it was. Yo-Kai yeah. Watch did it better at that point. That point, that specific point in time, Yo-Kai Watch was killing it for me as a gamer. The game itself gave me everything I wanted yeah, a creature catcher. A creature catcher? catcher. Creature catcher. A catcher monster <laughs> game. 
Um, and also gave me quest line, gave me voice acting. Hello. Yeah. Voice, v- acting. voice acting. On a 3DS. Yeah. Not I- full, but enough that it was like, okay, I actually get the emotions based on it. I actually yeah. feel things for the characters. It had cutscenes. It had quest yeah. lines. It had full open world map. And it's not about, you know, we're talking about being like negative and trying not to be like that. And it's, I don't think it's negativity towards any company. I I think some companies have stuck with what they know because marketing, it's all about marketing. It's all about money. It's all about what's coming in. I think, and again, going back to the word um, experimenting, that's what Yokai Watch did. Every single game, there was a different experiment with something. Was it the gameplay? Was it the battling? You you know what it was like in in number three, they changed the it to was a, USA yeah. that did it as a gridiron. As a gridiron. Kind of, yeah, kind of Amazing. Yeah, like, inventive. And I think, so that's why I think I am happy where Square Enix is going with experimenting. Unfortunately, it's not going to please a lot of people all the time because... I think the only one I'm going to agree with people is Various Daylight. I mean, don't bring mobile phone games. No. Switch. I'm over that. I'm over yeah, that. And, that's, yeah. and people might like it. That's budget, like, again. Yeah. It's easy to, easy to port a mobile game that runs on iOS yeah. operating systems to an Android to Switch because it's basically the same thing. Whereas I feel like Diofield deserved the chance. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I watch a lot of reviews, as you know, like I, I'm really interested. I, I get very um, uh, passionate about hearing what people have to say about what they think about a game. And a lot of the YouTubers that I've watched have had nothing but really amazing things to say. So the sales being so dismal is it's kind of disappointing, I think, because... It, people are not going to experiment. And again, I understand it's it's got to do with financial reasons when you're going to go pick up something that you know or something that's safe to you. Especially in this current day and age. Yes. Food and bills are priority. Of course. It is with us too. But we found ways where we balance it. A hundred percent. And I need to still pick up the field before. From what I've watched, it seems engaging. Yeah. I would. It's a game yeah. I probably would try. Do I Definitely. pick it up and put it down? I'll probably put it down. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean anything. That's just me. I don't... I yeah. Don't, if I'm not engaged the whole way through, like, say, uh, for an example, um, Triangle Strategy is one that I need to finish as well, but that... Which goes, was fantastic. Which was the same, same publisher. Square Enix, yep. For me, it's something I will go back to and finish. Yeah. I do love that 2D HD pixel art. Yeah. I'm a Stardew Valley lover, so of course I love that kind of stuff. But the game that really I couldn't put down this year... Just because I was putting it, talking about put it down and picking it up, would be <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. That game I could not stop. Yeah, just until all. I platinumed it. All three of us in the house, really, just. Yes, because there's three of us. Yes. We lived. We're a couple, and we lived together with our roommate. Yes. Who may come in every now and again and talk about games. Yes. Um, who also plays games like just as as much as we do. <laughs> but uh, not not the kind of games we would always go out. Like, that's fine. Every, everyone has a different level of gaming skill and love of which type of games they like. Um, so that's the games you're currently playing. Is there any other ones? Well, um, I definitely Fire Emblem um, uh, Warriors Three Hopes uh, was, I think, one of the ones where I did all three playthroughs. I spent, I, I think, a good... Over- yes, I heard... All the sayings, everything through it, multiple times from my <laughs> game's room, from the bedroom where he was playing. Yes. And 
Yeah, I definitely spent um, a lot of time on that game and uh, sort of, you know, looking at that as well, that was uh, the one that I really actually wasn't sure how that was going to go, uh, but I think it had a really good reception, but that was, that was another one. Experimentation, yes, it's a Warriors game, but I think it also did have a lot of experimenting for them and what they did, I think, to implement, to make it interesting, um, you know, like... Uh, what they did best was they took everything that was good in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes. Which was develop this love and relationship with the three houses, the characters. The characters, the houses. yeah. Um, Guard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that name. What is it, Eagle Guard? That's right, yes. Um, yes, I uh, forgot this, the Noodles guy and Claudie. Um, <laughs> Noodles guy. <laughs> I don't remember his name, whatever his name is. Alex, Alex has a friend, and he's obviously my friend too, who loves to imitate Claude's name and just makes jokes of him. So uh, all the time. All the time. Listening to this, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Talking about you. Yeah, we're talking about you, Phil. Um, he does the best voice for him. But um, Another game you've been playing, but you didn't finish yet, was Room Factory 5. Yeah, uh, my issue with that one was I think it's it's definitely to do with the actual Switch hardware. I think for some reason, and then again in saying that, you know, maybe that wasn't just a Switch, but I think the game itself just, uh, it just chugged and, and it was just a problem. And normally I'm not a kind of, you know me, because I, I normally I don't have an issue with, with uh, a well, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have an issue with... Uh, no. Don't know. No, um, I don't have an issue with like, you know, I'm not a big person when it comes to like frame rate and it has to be 4K and I've got to have it this way and I've got to have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have to have it like in any, you know, I'm not that kind of person. Like I just, I, if I enjoy the story, I don't really care what the game sort of is looking like. But this game just, Rune Factory 5, just, um, I, I don't know. I yeah, just. I watched you play it and for me, it was like, I've seen some bad games on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Look how bad that is graphic wise. But you know what you're in for. It's a ported Switch version. So yes. It's different. It's mud. And that's what I've been trying to <laughs> It's mud. It's mud. It's mud. <laughs> you think about mud look at the Chronicles 3 in the background. That was muddy there. Oh, it wasn't too bad. But the difference was it was a well functioning game. All yes, time. yes. Everything else was good. Kind of like what No Man's Sky is apparently like. Yes. A game I also played this year uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I need to talk about that game. Yes. That was the first... Because we're talking about experimentation. Yes. That was the first time I feel Pokemon have actually experimented, not just adding a gimmick, but they actually experimented, experimented with yes. their game style. Yes. We were sceptical as fuck. Going into it. Definitely. Because Alex doesn't like frame rate, but he picked this one up on the trailers, <laughs> watching that and how bad that was. We... Absolutely loved the game from start to finish. To finish. It was so good. Alex yeah. actually finished, finished, but I haven't. I need to just finish the Arceus battle and then we're good to go. But, oh my god, that game was, was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Just going through it, um, having a good time, not having the expectation of like having to do the same thing over and over again, it which is... A story. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, just go get your eight gym badges. Is that what you get? Eight gym badges <laughs> and go do the Pokemon League. It actually had a in-depth story that meant actually something. Because you could kind of put yourself in the character's shoes if you, for whatever reason, were in the Pokemon mode and travelled back in time. What would you do? Exactly what happened yeah. in that story, in that world. I actually kind of dug the uh, art style. It was meant to look grainy, old, parchment-like. 
Yes and no. I mean, like some of the game, look, it, it wasn't the best. And again, I think maybe it's to do with just, again, budget. I, th I think because th this game, yes, it's done well, but also at the same time, looking at the sales recently, um, it's definitely not done as good as the other Pokemon. Like look at Diamond and Pearl. Like that's a good example. That is a rough game. Like it's rough. Um, the nostalgia of it will, and then, you know, it's made for kids. Yeah. It actually looks like it's made for kids. The nostalgia of it will sell. Yeah. If they brought out Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, of course I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm going to buy every Pokemon game that comes out in the game. It does not mean I'm not going to complain about something. Yeah, and that's the thing about, like, criticism. I think what people sometimes don't understand is it's, like... We're not haters. You don't have to hate something to have an opinion about something. That's the thing. Like, I love... We both grew up on Pokemon. I mean, that was the thing that I would buy my parents always you know when they bought us a game that's what we asked for we asked for the latest pokemon game yes i did yes yes i did i was um ash at school um everyone was like who are you and i'm like i'm ash can't you tell yeah that was squirtle to me so we do we do love pokemon and like you know and people inbox me all the time on instagram and they say to me they're like you know i i can't you know when the new pokemon design especially now with uh, scarlet and violet coming out you know people inbox me and go what do you think of this design you know i thought you would hate this and it's like it's not about hate it's just about the fact that they're one of the biggest companies and we, we could talk about budget but they're one of the biggest companies with money in this terms of like game creation that just literally because we look at they've got other games they make and they all flop yeah pokemon's the only thing that make they make and sell well it's a billion dollar company it's huge they put more in and it's clearly evident they are now yeah i don't like their creation cycle i think they need to spend more time on their games that's and they yes every time they're making one they make it as soon as they're almost finishing one they're making another one yeah they're halfway through they're making another one arceus and scarlet and violet were made pretty much a year apart yeah and you can tell my biggest they took everything that they was good at yes yes and they put it in this game but they've taken some things that were really good like, yes and they're not doing they're not progressing but you can see where they were going with both yes i'm excited for scarlet me too absolutely i mean i'm ordering the bloody oled switch so you know for me to actually order something that is what you call it, an art style of a, like whatever you call it is it's a switch that has all the art on it. If I'm going to order something like that, it means I'm excited for it. Definitely. And I, and like, I, I think this is the first time I think in a long time where I've actually really been excited about a Pokemon game, apart from Arceus, where I'm thinking like, this is going to be good. And, and they're trying some things that look, maybe I'm not a biggest fan of, but there's some things in there that we've seen so far. And there's a trailer coming out tonight. Um, that we can probably talk about in another episode. Yes. Explain our, like, well, if we're even more excited or more disappointed. But the last trailer, where they revealed the 10 nights. Was great. I was like, I'm sold. I'm good, yeah. I'm good to go. Just give me the game now. Yeah. It was, and it's, I know they look like Mega Man, but for us, it's those kind of throwbacks to old designs. Because those nights look like something we would see in the original era. And those throwbacks and those nostalgia baits. Yes. Like things that are from different games. Yes. Different styles. Like they look yes. like Mega Man. So that for us, it's like, oh, they're cool. And I think what they've taken from other franchises that do monster create uh, monster capture style like yokai so yokai was spirits and they just did whatever they want with them pokemon was so like well we need to be animal like we need to be creature like yes and they can't they can't they have to you know do this do that yeah whereas yokai were like well, let's just be a joke but in the best way possible in the best way possible let's not take ourselves so seriously yeah, and I think... Uh, now they're not taking themselves so seriously. Yes. Look at Claw, the, the shelving, the, the, the 
king, the kingler <laughs> evolved form, if you want to call it that. The, you know, the one that's it's on the on the other side of the mountain, and it's just like wibbling its eyes around, wobbling its eyes around, and it's just like this is funny. It's back to the old style of Pokemon where it wasn't taking yes. itself so seriously, but it's going to have a serious story. Yes. Apparently, apparently, some people have played it and they cried at the ending. There's a spoiler for you. Oh, well, there you go. So if I'm not crying at the ending, I'm like, <laughs> I think it's just um, it's just that accountability. I think for a company that has, like you said, it has gone into not only just games, but they've gone into card games. They've gone into other merchandise. I think it's just at the end of the day. I think voice acting. It just felt like a normal progression, especially on a Switch. Um, Arceus was the best time for them to for do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and they have a little bit of that when they're rolling. You, it sounds like it's uh, audio <laughs> taken from Breath of the Wild. Yes. Um, which we can't talk about because we're talking about current year games. Yeah. Um, but there's, where is the voice acting? And we're not going to get it in this game. And I know we're not. I don't want Pikachu to say his name. I don't want Meowth to say, I don't want any of the Pokemon to say their names because I can handle them doing the cries. That's fine, but That's it's... an audio file. But where is things like, hmm, oh, yes, <laughs> let's go there. You know, which something JRPGs do all the time, especially when they're trying to um, cut out full dialogues and not having to pay a voice actor. But I think... Xenoblade 3 did it. They had Perfect. some part where it was audio and some parts it wasn't. It wasn't so jarring. Yeah. I, it's it's going to be incredibly jarring. Like playing Sword and Shield for the first time. It was so jarring because Chairman Rose goes to speak and then no audio. Yeah. Yeah, that that was um that was just awful. But I think it's at the end of the day, I think it's just that the issue I think and, and we are part of the fan base ourselves because like you said, we buy every game that comes out, but I think copies every time. Yeah. yeah. Um I thought they bring it. I think the problem is that I think the standard doesn't have to be raised in some games because they know at the end of the day, and I think Diamond and Pearl was a was a good example. Is they they popped it off to another company to make the, the remake. Yeah. And they know what was going to sell. They I, did some changes because yeah. the trailer was very negatively looked at, and it still sold better than any other Pokemon game has. The best game so far selling on Switch has been Splatoon Three. Yeah. Will this Pokemon game outsell that? It, but it's still that's, that's the yeah be yeah we'll see come November next month we'll find out Pokemon Scarlet and Violet outsells Splatoon three yeah definitely. Yes. Uh, Digimon Survive on Switch. Yes. It, it's not bad reviews. I haven't played it, but I love visual novels. Yes. In a sense of, I like it mixed with RPGs. The main criticism they were saying is it's too heavy on the visual novel, and if I, if I just want to watch the anime, I will. The, the problem with that is I think I've played a, a, a large chunk of it. I haven't finished it myself. Our, roommate. our roommate has, and I've talked to him about it. And we, we, we've both said that I, I feel like if you want to go and play um, one of other Digimon game called Cyber Sleuth, um, you know, is a very JRPG Pokemon heavy kind of game where you go in out, you collect the, the, you know, the Digimon and, and you, yeah, go and play Digivolve. Cyber Sleuth. Digivolve. Yeah. Go and play Cyber Sleuth. And I think um, Survive was another, again, going back to experimentation. Yeah, it's another experiment of, of something different. And I think if you take out 
the the long uh, uh, talking and the explanation of what's happening. There's not much of a game. There isn't much of a game, but at the same time, the story is very well written. It's very well translated. The problem was they had half a game they had been swapped. Changed developers halfway through. So Digimon Survive didn't get reviewed very well amongst people. Yeah. Occasionally hang out with and play Digimon trading card game. Digimon card games. Yeah. It's it's talk. it's a good game, I think, overall. Um I think if your expectations going into the game is I want a Cyber Sleuth where it's a Pokemon driven game, you're not going to be very happy about it. But I think if you go into the game um being uh happy with um something that you can really invest into, like the character development and also the there's still a, a monster catching aspect of it. It's very uh, similar to Shinigami Tensei, actually, where you have to answer the right um, uh, the questions, yeah. So then you can recruit the D- Digimon. I, th- I think it's or it's a good experience. Yeah. It yeah definitely. Um, experimenting of games, another one, Elden Ring. Yeah. Things we both things we can both need to finish. Um, yeah, that one that is, is a, a tough topic. A tough topic, and both of us agree it's too hard of a game. It's <laughs> not it, at all. We it, just haven't got the time and patience at this point in time. Yeah, play. but yeah. it's different because, like, I, um, you know, when I first played Bloodborne, I traded that game in. I did not want to because it was I too hard. Before you traded it in, I think I was excited because it looked <laughs> absolutely everything because I'm on the side of a writer as well. And I like to write fantasy and it looked like everything yes. I wanted to do in gaming. Yeah. And I pick it up and I'm like, what the living hell is this? Yes. So we trade the game in, and then once the, once the Game of the Year edition came out, I decided to pick it up again. Um, it was on sale, and I finished it. I platinumed it. And, um, and then, you know, so when I saw Elden Ring, it was sort of like a similar thing. I thought, you know, it's something that's going to take me some time, but I think because I'm now... i have to start it again. Yes. I'm going to have to start it again with a different playthrough. Now, because it's gotten so far in, yes. there's not enough guides in it. I, we both cheated the first boss. We did. With the rot. With the rot, yeah. And well, not cheater, but I suppose used it's, an ability. It's a legitimate way. It's, yeah. It's just cheat, cheese, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You cheesed it. And that's the best way to do those games, just to cheese them. Um, and, you know, hack your way through. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything about the world. It looks beautiful. It's... What remind The trees in it remind me of what Rings of Power are trying to do. Like, yeah. Trying to be beautiful, this beautiful fantasy landscape, but actually it's not how it looks. Yeah. Um... Fantasy is always going to be something that we yeah. and RPGs and both those two combined are always going to be something yeah. we're going to love to play. It's a great game. It's just, I think it's, we're in a different time in our life as well where I think we put games down and then we come first. back to them. We're in our yeah, definitely. Yeah. We've got full-time jobs. Yes. Both different job schedules. Yes. And because we're brought up on handheld gaming. Yes. And then Switch came out and changed everything. We were, we didn't have a handheld console except 3DS, which would take to the bedroom. Yes. Now that the Switch can be played in the bedroom and um, on top of a handheld as well, we can both be in the same room. Yeah, it's a, it's a different... We would, we would play games separate rooms for a long yeah. time until we got that Switch. We, we have the affordability now. We just It's yes. the time that's sometimes a little bit more we difficult. Can, we can pay for it. We can't play it. <laughs> we, we play it. It's just it's such a different thing. And I think with that sort of game, it demands your attention. It demands your time. And it's something that... Uh, look, if it wins Game of the Year this year, that's, that's going to be predictable because I think people are just going to vote for it because, you know, it did so amazing sale-wise, but I think that there's a lot more games in that category that deserve it more. Personally, Horizon Forbidden West deserves it 100%. Yes. And the 
review bombing of that game because it's a female lead, and that's legitimately the reason. Uh, the reason, yeah. They try to come out with this bogus, well, not much is different. That's what a sequel does, you yeah. know, it well, keeps hello, true. Call of Duty. Uh, uh, hello, all the time. Every fucking FIFA game, every NBA game. Yeah. Nothing different. Um, Sorry. There's a game out there that deserves the recognition. If you've played the game and you've played it all the way through, you can tell that there's a lot of the similar what, what was in the first. Yeah, but but there was a lot of change. I, I think the biggest problem with that game for people was that they were expecting. I mean, Sony is already the budget for each game that's coming out. That's a first party title is huge. Um, they're spending. Yes, yes, the ones. Yes. And I wonder if it's because if these are just Xbox fanboys. But the thing is, though, I, I think a lot of people are now, especially these days, they do own a one of each console. So I don't think it's even uh, um, so much of that. I think it was just the fact that I think people wanted even bigger from Sony, which I think is understandable, especially the precedent they put upon themselves with PS4. So it's not a... Uh, and the PS4 Pro and the PS4, they really did take gaming to the next level. To, At yes. Point in time. Like you look because I had to remaster the last of us and it was great on there. And yeah. Playing the part one, it the f- was it was great. Did yes. Play it. Yes. Did I need it? No. Did I spend ninety dollars on it? Yes. <laughs> Did I need to spend ninety dollars on it? No. You, you just look at the um, but I mean looking at just the going quickly into the market of of Sony and Xboxes, they've always sort of competed against each other, and I think. Not you know people always say the Sony won every single time, but I think that's uh, it's something that you really need to sort of look into more into marketing. But game by game, you have to look at it threat and game theme more. Yes, genre by genre, they always going to win RPGs because no RPGs really go on Xbox. And not you know not now it's changing, especially yeah. with Game Pass, but which I have on my PC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I play occasionally games on there. Yeah, uh, but otherwise I wouldn't really. We have an Xbox, but it never gets turned on. Yeah. It just sits there. The Switch is to blame for a lot yeah. of issues. The Switch. <laughs> the Switch. And that's, that's one that's an untouchable market. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Trying to bring out their Steam Deck. But, okay, only PC people are going to buy it, really. And yes. Things with it. Like, there'll be occasional few people here and there. I'm not going to like put everyone in a category. But there'll be some Switch users who will like it. And there'll be... A lot of Switch users won't because they, they can't afford it. Switch is actually affordable. Switch is affordable, but I, I think... There's two sw- versions of it. There's a Switch Lite and as well. You yeah. But this, no, you've got no bad eyesight, you can play the Switch Lite. Yeah, like, but it's time for the Switch to, I think, upgrade as well. But that's a whole other topic, I think. Coming soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What is the title of the next Switch? Please, Nintendo, can you make my Just games not look like mud? Just give me a Switch, please. I've got multiple, but I need more. Yeah. Play. To play. Uh, I spoke about how I couldn't put Horizon down, but I'm going to have to say it was Xenoblade 3, Chronicles 3. Definitely. The most addicting game this year. But my game of the year, I think. My game of the year of the year, too. Yeah, I, I think it was just fantastic. I have a feeling <laughs> that Horizon definitely was this year. Um, but yeah, I think Xenoblade was... Because these are the, the problem with the games at the moment is delayed, what you 
year one. What? Yeah. What, what, when were they coming out again? Yes, it is a 22 action, yeah. 20, <laughs> action role playing game developed yes. by Guerrilla Games and published yes. by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yes. In case you didn't know. Yeah. Um. Definitely, Xenoblade. I think for both of us was just one of those things where we just kept on playing, and I. Uh, that's the thing though, and they even pushed that game. F- you know, earlier, earlier. Because of Platoon 3 needed time, which we're going to talk about in another episode. Yeah. If they needed more time, maybe they needed more time. More, more time than what they got. Yeah, um, it was just fantastic. And I think... Everything about that game, was, even though the repetitiveness of every battle, you'd hear the same line over and over again. It was the characters, the, the battle style. how The side content. The side content. The graphics for a Switch. How big the world, the maps were. The, did I say the story? Because I'm going to say it again. The story... Yeah. Emotionalness of it. And they really did, uh, looking at, um, you know, because uh, I actually finished Xenoblade 1, never finished Xenoblade 2. I, I'm so close to the end. Looking at... I haven't finished 1 or 2. I'm straight into 3. I don't care about that. Um, it just, what they, I think they also cut the story down a little bit. It, it felt like they could have gone another chapter or two. I remember, because you are like, oh, this game's got like 10 or 12 chapters. Yeah. I looked, I looked it up straight, I was like, no, it's got 7. He's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like seven. I'm like, it does. It yeah. Need more? No. But it, it could, could have. It could have done so much longer. Yeah. The only thing I'm gonna say is right at the end of that. This is the most disappointing part of the game. Is the last dungeon looked took fucking. And we won't spoil anything, of course. Won't spoil anything, but it took forever. It, it definitely the last dungeon. To spoil it, yeah. Um, the the dun- the last dungeon definitely felt like it was rushed, because they just will didn't really have much else but in saying that you know th- that's, that's probably why they pushed it forward they definitely forward and, yeah and that's fine because the game was perfect yeah even with those negative things i still i mean ign gave zelda breath of the wild 11 even though there was a lot of frame rate issues at the time. <laughs> yeah so we can give this one a perfect yeah definitely all right so this is a episode one of the podcast so far we hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed speaking. About Definitely. Uh, we're looking forward to the next episode soon. Up to up to debate what the topic will be. We'll let you. You'll find out as soon as we upload it. Yes. We'll know about it. If you are interested in finding out more about us, we have an Instagram account. The Instagram account is called. Don't forget to say podcast all one word. Eight notifications I need to <laughs> um, also we have a patreon account the patreon account you can find is don't forget to say podcast all separate words just for us for a change um for now it's gonna have i'll try and do we'll come up with some content we can put on there Maybe yeah some, definitely uh, <laughs> what we're trying to figure out the balancing of the audio table put some tests oh my god we'll, we'll, we'll worry so we'll many tests talk about this because <laughs> all the content in there yeah uh, we'll put some of those on there i think some exclusive listening for now we'll keep it for free until if anything happens with this and we may make some exclusive yeah later on but it's just mostly for us to just yes. talk about what we love and what we really enjoy and this is something that we do all the time we sit around and especially not just us we talk about it to other people we we just have such a passion for gaming and it's it's been something that's been through our childhoods and, and we always look at a positive spin to it, even if definitely 
Yes, yes. I definitely, I definitely have had to learn to try to go, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, it's like looking at the Switch and people complaining about the Switch. It's like, yeah. playing on the Switch, what do you expect? Yeah. Like, that's my positive spin. But it's it's our passion and we really enjoy it. And, and um, I think thinking about it, like on our um, Instagram account, we'll probably take photos of our, like, where, all our games and how we have our storage of games. Yeah. Where we record, we may put a face reveal, even though people who probably follow us know what we look like. Um, yeah. Initially. Um, we'll put all sorts of stuff on our Instagram. We'll put stuff on our Patreon. We may open up. Go Twitter. follow us on our own Instagram pages as yes. well. Yeah, we're happy to talk about anything. Say hi. Definitely. Um, I have more time during the day to say hi because I... And we'll definitely have um, people come and speak with us, which yeah, will be really definitely. great as well. Uh, we, different we'll perspectives. Different perspectives. We're going to definitely talk about some of our love for the Digimon card game. As well, definitely. Um, how much obsessed we are with it. With uh, it, yeah. We'll, talk about, we'll probably compare the two, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon. Yeah. Definitely. Our love for it and now where we are with card games. And, and the difference games. between game sitting down and playing a game by yourself and then also sitting down and playing a game that is with somebody else. And I think getting that perspective from somebody else will be just really good as well. Yeah, and future things we may even talk about is LGBT plus representation. In, in gaming, definitely. Definitely. Like, why would we not want to have that? Uh, you know, breakdowns and meltdowns or something. Alex is very prone to <laughs> uh, uh, not emotionally regulate himself when he's playing. Bloodborne, games. Bloodborne, yes. do that to me. Yeah. Whereas I, oh, actually, Metro Dead did send dreads. It did send yeah. to me. It's very close. To yes. That point. And I'm not one who plays difficult games. Yeah. I like to call them difficult games. I yeah. like a cozy game. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't care. Um. Possibly this year, we'll definitely be talking about some new game feelings. Yeah, definitely. Some old stories from the past. Yes. We picked up some games. And, and as games ones. come out too as well, yeah, we'll definitely. talk about, especially the upcoming games that we are going to be picking up in, even in just the next month. Tomorrow, I've got to pick up the game. Yeah, you do. Talk, yes. We'll talk about that now. Or wait, I will do it next episode. Sure. Yeah. Censorship in gaming, definitely something we want to yes. talk about. Multiplayers, games, play, uh, party games. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff we want to talk about, and we're looking forward to uh, talking about it with you and you listening. And if you want, you can contribute on our Instagram, on our Patreon. We'll let you. We'll put some. Send us ideas that you might want ideas. us to chat about. Yeah, we can talk about them. Yeah, more than happy to. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll see you. Well, I won't see you. We'll talk to you. We'll soon. talk to you next time. Cheers.